Amen. Good evening. Welcome to Wednesday night recharge. Glad you are here. We've been walking through uh, the names of God on Wednesday evening, um, and tonight we will continue that. Uh, if you get here early, there's a list of the names that are uh, on the screen. They're kind of scrolling through so that you can see those. People are always asking. How do you spell the name? Uh, and tonight is a tongue twister, so uh, you'll certainly want to see it. Uh, hopefully, I'll do my best to pronounce it uh, well. Uh, with that, um, so I, I, I've been to a number of A&M football games. Love to go to A&M football games. Yeah, whoop. And, uh, but most often, it, it is just paying to get in the stadium and like the nosebleeds, right? You just get the, the highest up possible tickets and you, you look way down on the field and then occasionally someone will be kind enough and they won't be using their season tickets and then I'll get a little better seats. And uh, w- one time uh, last, uh, uh, last season, uh, we, uh, we got to go to a game. Uh, it was just me and the kids. Uh, Lane didn't get to go, but uh, it was awful weather. I mean, awful weather. It's like this cold front had come through, and it was rainy. And uh, so we got in the stadium. We, we sat in the seats, but then at halftime, everyone left. I mean, everyone and their dog left. No one was still in the stadium. Uh, you were insane, but we were still in the stadium. <laughs> Because we had driven three and a half hours, so we were there to see a football game. And, and we got to go all the way down to the first row right behind the, uh, uh, the end zone. So we were on the very first row, right where they're kicking field goals and all of that. And, and we're standing there, and, and we were just hoping to high-five a player. Uh, but, but everyone's on the field and then you begin to look and you see down on the field and there by the team and behind the team, there are all these people with, with badges and, and they had badges and they got to walk around on the field. I'd never been on the field and they're walking around on the field right there with the players because they have this badge. Now, I tell you all of that because that badge gives them that field pass meant that they had been set apart, that they had, been, they, had, uh, they had privileged access. They had special purpose that they got to do that none of the rest of us got to do. Now, the name of God that we're going to look at tonight, okay, is Yahweh Mekadishkim, okay? Mekadishkim. Yahweh Mekadishkim. Hopefully I'm saying that right. If not, you don't know the difference. (laughs) Amen, right? Another compound name. We've been walking through these compound names of the Lord, and here's what it means. The Lord who sanctifies, okay? That means to set apart, to make holy, to set aside for a special purpose, okay? The Lord who sanctifies, okay? So let's build the context because we're working towards uh, Leviticus chapter 20. I'll have that on the screen for us, but I want you to think with me that during the Exodus, right, as Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, Yahweh says, let my people go, and he, he repeatedly gives a reason that 
uh, Pharaoh must let uh, his people go so that they may go and worship me. So that they may come and worship me. And so as you work through this beginning section of, of Exodus and what God is doing, he is calling a people out unto himself so that they can know him and worship him. Because God is, God demands, he requires, he is, that you must worship him and worship him in the way that he requires. So catch this, God didn't deliver Israel out of Egypt and out of bondage just for them to go into bondage when they got into Canaan, right? No, rather, he called his people out unto himself so that they might worship him, so that they might be delivered into their destiny, right? So that they might find life. He had pulled out his people and said, look, I want you to know me. I want you to worship me. I want you to walk with me. I have so much purpose for you. Now, as you work through the book of Leviticus, right, God demands to be worshiped in particular special ways because he is holy, because he is separate, because he is righteous. And and as you work through there are, uh, at the end of Exodus, he says, look, it, you, you're going to build, Moses, have them build a tent. That is going to be my tabernacle. That is where I'm going to dwell. And then if you're reading through your Bible, you realize there's all these sort of particular details. Now, I am not a detail-oriented person. If you've ever met me, you know this, right? My wife can tell me all sorts of details, and all I hear is the teacher talking to Charlie Brown. It's just, I don't know, a lot of details. So when I'm reading in Exodus, and you have to create the fabric this way, and it has to look like this, right? You could show me one picture, and we could clean up a lot of those details. All right. Uh, that, you're reading through, but God must be worshipped in the tabernacle. And then, and then he must be worshipped through the Levites, through the priesthood, okay? It's this special group of people. And you must dress a certain way. You must wash your hands. And there are, all, and there are, there are, are holy set-aside, refined-by-fire utensils and all of these things that have to go into it. And when you come, you have to bring sacrifice. And there are all of these steps. And then there, there are certain things that you can do that make you un- do not touch something that is dead or blood. It makes you unclean if you do particular things things, you are unclean. And all of that put together, right, is to show you this picture that God must be worshipped as he demands because he is holy and he is particular about the worship that comes to him. That is the context now that while you're in the midst of Leviticus 20 where it's sectioning off all of the, you are not to be like uh, the pagans who offer their children up to Molech or any of this stuff. Then right there in the midst of that, Leviticus 20, listen to verse 7, it says, you shall consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my statutes and practice them, for I am Yahweh, and I have to look back at the word, 
my book closed, right? I am Yahweh Mekadishkim. Okay? I am Yahweh Mekadishkim. That is, I am the Lord who sanctifies you. This is who God is. As we've been walking through the names of God, God is disclosing himself in a particular, unique, very special, highlighted way. This is my character. This is who I am. I am the God who sanctifies you. That is, set, I am the God who sets you apart for purpose, that you can worship me, that you can know me, that you can walk with me. And then if you drop down in that text, right, to verse 26, it says, thus you are to be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the peoples to be mine, to be mine. I've set you apart so that you might be mine. See, there is life in this name. It is a name that is life-giving because you and I, as God, we have been set apart from sin, from sin, that's part of holiness, set apart from sin, but we have also been set apart to a person, to his purposes, right? So abstain from sin, that's always the negative part of things, but you are always set apart to God himself. You are mine so that you can know me, so that you can walk with me to his personhood, to his purposes. Now, all I have time is to tell you real quick, all of those things uh, that I mentioned about the worship of God that are laid out in the Old Testament, all of those things point to Jesus. In the New Testament, Jesus uh, it completely unfolds that, the New Testament unfolds that Jesus is the fulfillment of, of all of those things. So the tabernacle, right? The location of God's presence. John 1.14 says, the word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us, right? God's presence showed up in his son. That's where his presence is now, right? And the location of where uh, you, you must uh, worship God uh, is no longer in Jerusalem in a temple because when Jesus died on the cross, the temple veil was torn in two and the spirit of God is now free to now reside in his people. And the sacrifices that you had to bring, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. And the priesthood that you used to have to go through, Jesus is now uh, the priesthood according to the order of Melchizedek. He is the great high priest. And all of the festivals that pointed, uh, they were ultimately pointing to him, right? He is the Passover lamb. He is all of those things. And, and as you work through the Gospels, you realize anytime someone that was unclean came up and touched Jesus, you remember the woman who was hemorrhaging, or anytime Jesus touched a dead body? If it was you or I, it would, that would make us unclean, but not Jesus. Jesus touches those things, and what does he do? He makes them clean. He heals the blood. He raises the dead. Jesus is, he is the pointer. He is what all of those things have been pointing to, where God says, you must worship me this way, and then Jesus is that fulfillment that you and I now have. So I, I want to just read a quick verse to you, First uh, Peter chapter 2. Okay, I want you to see where this goes in the New Testament. I can't say all that I want to say in 10 minutes. These 10-minute sermons are really like 45-minute sermons crammed down. All right, but listen. 
First Peter chapter two, verse nine. This, this is a promise to us, but you, beloved, okay, Christian, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, okay? In other words, that promise of Yahweh uh, really breaks my flow. <laughs> Mikadoshkim, that name of Yahweh Mikadoshkim, I am the God who sanctifies you, finds its fulfillment in Jesus Christ that you have been sanctified, set apart, made his, right, from sin to a person, all of it through Jesus Christ. Okay, you have salvation, and now you have the Holy Spirit of God inside of you who walks with you and teaches you those two same things, away from sin but to a person. And this is now our life, all right? I just want you to think of the purpose that that gives. In, in, in my house growing up, we had a, a formal living room. Why, I, I don't know. Houses used to have for, formal living rooms, and it, it, was it was a sanctified room in the fact that me and my brother were not allowed to play ball in that room. We always played ball in the house, and that room was especially off limits, but it was the best room to play ball in. Uh, and so anytime we messed anything up in there, we always straightened it. But that room was set apart, or, or maybe uh, you have this uh, ridiculous uh, set of silverware or plates in your house called china that it, it just sits there and you just pass it down from generation to generation. It's, it's really fine, expensive. It, it has been set apart for a particular purpose. It has value, extreme beauty. There's a magnificence to it. it it's not the common, or it, it is a special purpose. Here's what this name means to you, beloved, Okay? He has set you apart unto himself and calls you his own. And he sanctifies you. Okay? Makadishkim. Makadishkim. Yahweh Makadishkim. Through Jesus Christ. Okay? That you can, we can, these are the unfolding promises in the New Testament, right? That I am his and he is mine. And he's working all things out for my good, and he has purpose and plans for me. Think about that, the setting aside. You are mine. I've gifted you. I've given you spiritual gifts, and, and you, you are mine, right? Your whole life is unfolding of this name because this is who he is. This is the kind of God that he is. He calls you aside by name and makes you holy, special, significant, gives you purpose. Yahweh Makadoshkin. Will you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. There is no God like you, Yahweh. There is no God who sanctifies like you. You have done it all through your Son. And you call each of us your own. You, you call me your own. I don't, I don't know what to say, but thank you. And to praise you, God, that, that, that a heart that is grateful back to you, to, to know that 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 you are my Father, that you have called each of us, that you have plans and purposes. You call us away from sin because it harms us, but you call us to yourself. 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen.